Welcome to the Fully Engaged Fitness Podcast, where you'll be hearing from the top fitness experts from the engaged personal training community of businesses. These include client interviews and success stories, insights and tips from our top fitness experts, and the unique approach that we bring to our clients that have helped transform thousands of lives over the last 10 years in business. Don't forget to like and subscribe this podcast so that you can be the first one in the know. Now let's get into this episode. What's going on, folks? This is Coach Nick coming to you from Gage Strength Training in our OG location in Westchester, PA. Guys, today I wanted to talk with you about recovery. All right, so kind of recovery is a, a kind of a catch-all hot-button word uh, that we hear a lot about these days, especially when it comes to fitness and our overall health. So let's try and dig in and, and get a little clarity here, all right? I mean, there's a lot uh, to do with recovery, talking about our different workouts, talking about you know what we're doing before, after workout, uh, even kind of just figuring out recovery in between sets, for your strength training. Um, so we're going to kind of dial it in a little bit and try to keep it focused in on strength training, recovery related to uh, our workouts, and kind of cover a couple things just to give you some clarity on what we mean uh, when we talk about recovery as it relates to fitness and our overall wellness, right? So obviously there's things that you can do outside of the gym that are really obvious when it comes to recovery, right? Everybody's going to think, oh man, like a spa, like a spa day. That would be awesome. That'd be, that's a great recovery. And it is, right? Like that's a, that's a great way to kind of downregulate the system. Nothing against that. There's recovery centers like uh, Restore Hyper Wellness that, that we deal with uh, at some of our locations out there in Greenville and, and here in Westchester, which are also awesome tools. And, and we'll touch on that briefly, right? But it all kind of starts with how we're approaching our workouts and kind of the, the way that we treat our body during the workout, after the workout. Uh, and we're going to start with just the kind of basic form right at the bat is what we do in the gym. And we're going to start with recovery during our sets. All right. So I know for me uh, at our main location engage, uh, there's been times where, you know, you'll kind of have that question to yourself of, am I resting too long in between my exercises? Uh, should I be resting more in between my exercises? And really, you know, how to approach that depending on what it is that you're trying to achieve, right? So everybody's going to be a little bit different when we kind of look at the way that they're going to approach their workouts and kind of the expectations for that. So when we look at recovery, there's a couple tools as coaches that we use um, that you may have heard, you know, you've heard coaches talk about HRV, which is a, a really big thing now with fitness trackers. Um, you see Fitbit, things like Morpheus, uh, there's the Aura Rings, uh, there's the Whoop Bands. Those tools are fantastic. Um, if you're able to use one and you, you have access to it, it's a really good tool to to have some actual data um, as, as to what the body is feeling. Um, so that's one of those things that that is a, a good tool for us to use, but it's not totally necessary, right? There's other things that we can use. I mean, there, there's more technical things like your VO2 max, uh, which you might hear when it comes to kind of training our higher end athletes uh, and, and kind of Olympic athletes, different things like that, or even just at certain performance centers, um, we can kind of test VO2 max. But one of the things that really is kind of the most common and most approachable thought 
to managing kind of the way we approach our workouts is two things. One is the the idea of your rate of perceived exertion, which is how much energy are you putting into your workouts? How do you feel, you know, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being, holy crap, I can barely get through this. And nine being, you know, this is really hard. I could do a little bit more. We want to live in that seven to eight range where it's, this is tough, but I can do it, right? So that's one way just to think about how, how hard we're getting into it. And then, as I mentioned, is the talk test, right? This is the idea of when I'm physically working out, can I hold a conversation? Would it be difficult for me to hold a conversation or am I too tired to even speak, right? And then there's kind of levels um, within that, right? So depending on what our approach is, whether we're doing strength training and even broken down within that strength training, kind of what we're trying to elicit within the exercise, that can kind of dictate how much rest time we need, right? So guys, there's a whole rabbit hole of kind of bioenergetics that we can get down into, um, you know, each, each type of movement kind of uses a different energy system. Um, and, and each one of those energy systems requires a different amount of time in order for it to kind of recover, right? And you, you, you may notice that when we do certain really, really heavy exercises, right? If you do, say, a, a really heavy set for five, if you were to wait 30 seconds and trying to do that really heavy set again, you know, it, it, it would be tough. And, and oftentimes, you know, when we're doing those heavy sets, I've had clients kind of come up to me and go, man, I, why, why was that second set almost impossible? Like the first set really felt really, really easy. I, I, I could barely, barely do the bench on the second set. And one of my first questions would be is, well, how long did you rest? Right? So if, if you consider kind of the different ways that we're approaching strength training, um, depending on what your intentions are, is going to kind of dictate how long of a rest time you need during that workout, right? So when we're really in that higher end range of I am really pushing here, I am I'm really trying to, you know, reach a one rep max, or I'm trying to do a three to five rep max. Oftentimes, that is going to require a little bit longer of a rest time, if we want to continue to try and elicit that same goal of that higher end strength, right? So I have had clients who are trying to hit a three rep max or a five rep max where I've looked at them, I've given them a stop on it. And I said, I want you to wait at least two full minutes, right? Now, in an hour long session, sometimes two minutes feels like an eternity, okay? So again, we want to make sure that we're looking at what is the goal of my training for the day? What is the goal for the exercise, okay? When we look at uh, kind of uh, muscle building, and when you look into that hypertrophy range, you know, you'll notice that sometimes you'll see people, you know, you do supersets. Say you do a, a set of dumbbell curls and then you grab a band and you might do 20 or 30 band curls and just kind of let the muscle gas out. Other times we will have you kind of bounce back and forth between exercises uh, in that higher rep range, that kind of 8, 12, 15 rep range and limit our rest time a little bit, right? So if I'm really trying to build muscle, um, I, I might limit my rest time a little bit more. Uh, because I'm really trying to really wipe that muscle out and allow it to kind of build back up uh, and, and generate that muscle growth, right? So again, we're looking at higher end exercise, really strong, heavy deadlifts, heavy bench, heavy squats. Sometimes you might need a little bit more rest time, upwards of two minutes before you're able to, to go back and, and repeat that exercise. Now, what we often do um, with, with our full body training style and that functional approach is, We'll pair that exercise with another exercise where the muscles don't necessarily compete 
uh, for that same energy, right? Again, we're looking at an hour-long training session, so we want to make sure that we get efficiency there, right? We can use those non-competing muscle groups so that by the time you get back to that bench or that heavy squat, um, you can really kind of go go for the uh, full amount of potential that you have there, right? So then we look to hypertrophy. We're trying to bring it down a little bit, guys. And then you're looking at another, another approach is kind of like that endurance range, right? Of where we're trying to keep that heart rate a little bit higher, um, you know, thinking a little bit more of like a high intensity class, uh, where we tend to be moving a lot. We're really limiting that rest time. Oftentimes it's, it's 30 seconds or less, right? And a lot of those classes are in those sessions, um, or in that kind of training approach, you know, we, we limit the rest time while we're doing the workouts, we're limiting the weight. So overall volume might shift, right? When we think of volume of exercise, it's how many reps am I doing? Uh, how much weight am I doing and how many sets? So if we're doing it for time, right? One of the variables that we might bring down is that weight so that we allow ourselves to get adequate rest, let the muscles build back up. So during a workout, depending on what we're doing, it can kind of change, right? Which is why we limit rest time in, in certain workouts and in other sections, you know, we really try to uh, allow ourselves to get full, full rest, okay? So during the workout, making sure that you're staying hydrated, like that kind of stuff um, almost seems apparent, right? Uh, there's stuff that we can do before the workout, making sure that we're staying properly hydrated, heading up into the workout, which will also allow us to enhance that recovery, right? Sometimes people like to use amino acids or something like that, uh, which make them feel as though they have a little bit more energy in the workout. But as per most things, water is going to be your kind of number one uh, energy source there of making sure you're feeling good during those workouts, right? So we've talked about in the workout. Now we look at a little bit of kind of after the workout, post-recovery. One of the things that I hear all the time, the questions is, you know, what should I do after a workout? And, and how can I allow myself to recover quicker? So first things first, do a cool down, all right? Um, do, do some sort of cool down. Pick your two or three favorite exercises uh, that you know feel the best, whether it could be a cat-cow, something for your low back, child's pose, pigeon pose, something that we're focusing on our breathing. We're allowing our blood flow to kind of cool back down, and we're really allowing our body to, to uh, adapt to the stress that we just put it under, right? So the idea of recovery after the workout is similar to the idea of recovery overall, right? Ultimately, our, our training is only going to rise to the level of our recovery. Um, that's something I, I, I stole from another coach that I know very well or uh, that I've learned from. And, and the idea is that the harder you train, the harder you're going to have to recover, all right? So after a workout, if you've done a really heavy, uh, high-intensity session, you want to make sure that, that you spend some time recovering, letting your body recover, Make sure that you're having plenty of water, all right? Uh, we look at overall water consumption. Um, if you've never heard the amount that we're really looking at, guys, minimum of 100 ounces a day uh, is a really good start. Uh, we, we say you can go 50% of your body weight in ounces, and then for every hour of exercise after that, you know, realistically, you could add another 16 to 20 ounces on, which seems like a lot of water. I know. I know it seems like a lot of water, but... Find different ways to get it in, whether you have to get yourself a, a hydro flask or one of those things that you, that you carry around with you. Set a water alarm. Guys, your hydration uh, consumption is going to be huge in terms of your, your progress and your recovery, um, especially post-workout, making sure that you get hydrated and even looking if you're drinking a bunch of that water, guys, 
getting something like an electrolyte, like we have, a, you know, the Engage Labs, we have a nice good electrolyte there at the gym. There's other things like liquid IVs and Element T, um, which are awesome. And if you sweat a lot, definitely making sure you get some electrolytes in is going to be um, paramount to your success in terms of our body being able to build muscle and, and adapt the way that we want to. So as we look at that recovery post-workout, right, get a cool down in, hydrate, get your electrolytes in. Okay. Now, <laughs> Coach Brandon uh, here at the Westchester uh, gym is, is going to hate me for this, but uh, there's been some recent studies. One of the things we were told and we get told a lot is make sure you have protein uh, within 20 to 30 minutes after your workout. Uh, guys, it's still a, a good rule of thumb uh, as we are really trying to um, increase that protein uptake. A lot of times uh, after a workout, you know, we're, we're fairly hungry. So uh, for most people, Getting enough protein uh, is something that we are, are aspiring to do. So having a protein shake post-workout is awesome. However, if you cannot have a protein shake within 20 or 30 minutes, it is not the end of the world. Uh, your body is still going to synthesize and uptake that protein uh, as long as you're able to reach the recommendations throughout the day. Um, you know, and, and we usually say as a recommendation, one gram per pound of lean body mass, right? If you're not sure where you're at, guys, start at 100 grams of protein, 100 to 150 grams of protein. Um, That is, again, keeping those protein stores high after workouts and and with heavy resistance training is one of the most important things to longevity, right, as well as weight loss overall. Uh, Being able to kind of keep that high protein diet keeps us full a little bit longer, okay, and it's going to allow those muscles to, to... continue to build and repair, right? So that we can then allow those muscles to, to burn that, that fat energy um, as we're in that caloric deficit, all right? So post-recovery, we're focusing our water. We're making sure that we keep protein high throughout the day, right? Now, okay, so we figured out, you know, we've talked about a little bit the rest time in between workouts, how to recover post-workout with our uh, strength routine, mobility routine. Another thing that we hear a lot about or we try to touch on is the idea of a recovery day, right? Um, if your routine is say three to five days a week, which we usually recommend, you know, four days is awesome. Five days is great. Uh, usually what I would have people do, if I could prescribe everybody the perfect workout kind of schedule, it would be three days of strength training, two days of kind of some sort of aerobic training or, or some sort of hit training, uh, even one day aerobic, one day hit, and then a day of just fun and movement and mobility, and then one day of complete rest, okay? So the term active rest is something that we hear a lot, right? So there's a bunch of different ways that we can approach this concept of active rest, all right? We're thinking a nice light walk. You could do a nice um, kind of low-intensity yoga session. We hear a lot about the term mobility, right? Maybe just finding three to five or or eight to ten different movement patterns that really feel good for the body, right? We're trying to use this active recovery is basically a way of keeping the blood flowing, keeping the body moving, right? Controlling our breathing, controlling our, our, our body to allow it to repair from some of the other damage that it's incurred, right? As we, we strength train, there's damage that's going to be occurred to the body, all right? So as we break that down, we need to allow our body the time, the nutrients, right? And the blood flow 
to continue to, to bring those, those recovery uh, pieces and recovery elements to all the, the tissue that we've then broken down, right? So we talked about water. We talked about all that. Well, all that gets brought all to our muscles and, and throughout the body um, through blood flow, right? So when we're really tired and we're sore and we feel like, man, I, I don't know that I want to do anything, the best thing you can do is go for a short walk, right? Even if it's 15 or 20 minutes or even just saying, I'm going to go for a walk is really, really good active recovery, all right? Um, strength training can be active recovery too, okay? You can just find some light, lighter weights or some exercises that our focus is really more on range of motion, quality movement, right? And breathing, okay? So as we stimulate our body and we're really kind of kicking it up, we're, we're working that nervous system and, and working that fight or flight. So there's only a certain amount of bandwidth that, that we can kind of kick it to depending on our experience, our age, and again, what our goals are, that may vary in terms of what our output looks like. And because of that, that's going to then dictate a little bit of, of what our recovery looks like, right? So maybe needing two days of recovery um, as we get a little bit older or, or if we have a, a really heavy, hectic schedule, high stress, lots of, uh, uh, you know, lots of stress at home or work stress, right? It's, a, it, it's nice and, and idyllic to say, all right, cool, like let's, let's work out five days a week. Like it would be awesome if everybody could drop what they were doing, work out five or six days a week and just be the pinnacle of health, but that's hard, right? And uh, that's the truth about it. So everybody's recovery might look a little bit different, but what we do on those days can be similar, right? Um, during that kind of active recovery, I personally like to go for walks. I like to do um, some small hikes, Right. For me, getting out in nature is one of the things that really um, kind of brings down my nervous system. Uh, I, I'll turn my phone off, even kind of turn it on airplane mode because I know for half an hour, I think uh, I'm, I'm fine. I'm not uh, not needed. Uh, again, I know that's tough for some people, but trying to even use that active recovery as an opportunity to uh, to allow the nervous system to calm down while increasing the blood flow. Right. Another option is to to work through certain movement patterns that, that have been challenging you, right? Finding somebody to help you uh, work through those movement patterns and using that as a recovery day is, is always a really, really good option as well, right? Then we have the concept of, of this idea of a passive day off. Uh, honestly, this should be a day of total rest. Again, when you have children, I know for a lot of you guys, a total day of rest uh, is very, very uh, difficult. But the question I usually like to ask people is, you know, how do you fill your cup? Right. Um, as parents, you tend to be a, a colander of, of water just flowing through to everybody else. Um, so on a passive day, if you have the opportunity, whether it be 20, 30 minutes, an hour, um, or if you're lucky enough to have a full day, um, do something that, that, that fills your cup, something that you love. Um, guys, if this is active, active recovery for you, a little bit more of like a walk, that's fine too. Right. But we just want to make sure that we're finding that balance uh, to, to give the body enough time to recover from the stresses that we impose on ourselves uh, on a daily basis, right? So, you know, we talked about a few different uh, approaches to, to recovery during sets. You know, there, there's the other process, guys, of how do I do this? How do I bring it down, right? So in future um, podcasts and conversations, we'll dig a little bit deeper into how we use our breath and, and how we can dig a little bit deeper into um, different either meditation or breathing practices, um, as well as some of Coach Jeff's favorite, you know, biohacking um, 
tactics to continue to, to downregulate that nervous system um, and allow us to control the hormone function that our body inevitably goes through, right? So last couple of things that we're going to wrap up here, here with guys is just top tips, most important things when it comes to recovery, all right? So first and foremost, guys, it all comes down to our sleep regimen, all right? I know this is easier said than done for some people, but sleep is your number one recovery tool. I can't emphasize that enough. Bringing the temperature down in the room, allowing it to be dark, and really trying to get eight hours is going to be one of the most, and if not the most effective recovery tool for us to kind of combat all the stresses that we're putting ourselves through, right? Making sure we have proper hydration. We touched on it earlier. Getting that minimum of 100 ounces a day, right? Getting those, you know, 10, 10 8 ounce glasses a day minimum uh, to allow ourselves to hit that proper level of recovery. Like that's our water. When we look at another one, guys, number three, protein. All right, really trying to hit that protein goal, finding out what it is for you. Okay, if we don't know, starting at 100 grams, 100 to 150 grams of protein a day, talk to your coaches about how to help you get there if we're not sure. All right, get those protein shakes in and make sure we're using that to allow ourselves to recover. And lastly, guys, making sure that we're utilizing our recovery days, doing some active recovery, okay? Getting out for a walk, getting some sunshine and some fresh air, okay? Utilizing that passive, that complete day off, which I know is hard, right? But even though if, if we can get even 20 to 30 minutes to allow ourselves to focus on some deep breathing, get outside, get some sunshine uh, when, when available, right? Utilizing this recovery practice is going to allow us to really kind of reach new heights with our training, with our productivity, um, and, and really just uh, improving our overall day function and our level of happiness. So guys, we'll dig a little bit more into this stuff uh, as we talk about tactics and habit building. Uh, through sleep and mobility uh, and different nutrition tips as well. But thank you guys for listening. I hope this was really beneficial for you. And uh, I look forward to speaking with you guys again soon. Have a great day.